This is Varun Haran, Principal Correspondent for Information Security Media Group. I'm speaking with Mr. Rajshekar Murthy, Director, National Security Database and Information Security Expert. We're going to be speaking about the National Security Database and its future plans and the prevailing information security environment in India. Hi Raj, the NSD was formed in 2012 when the government sought to address the shortage of skilled professionals in the InfoSec domain. How has it panned out and what are the kind of milestones that you've hit on the way? The National Security Database was actually conceptualized after the 2016-11 attacks in Mumbai. We realized that there is a dearth of security professionals who can be trusted and then there was also a need where multiple stakeholders can be brought together under one roof and there was a strong need for driving information sharing among these stakeholders. Now, these stakeholders in turn handled a lot of critical infrastructure. The need of NSD was basically to identify one, credible people who can be trusted for sensitive jobs and second, technical resources on the ground who can actually manage and handle critical infrastructures in the country. Now, it was on invitation-only basis initially after the inception and then in 2011 it was released. Since then, I think we have come a long way. The database actually uh, today is used by various government organizations and various corporate companies to identify highly skilled professionals for their day-to-day activities of cyber security. So essentially the people who are part of the database are the future CISOs of India and this database is only open for Indians as of now. So you're talking about a community of professionals that the government has vetted and can vouch for. Well, the vetting is done by the apex body, the Indian Infosys Consortium and there are various government bodies that work in partnership and in a supporting mechanism where they use this database for their purpose. How it works is that if a person has to become a part of this particular database, they select a specific set of domains in which they want to get empaneled. Now, please understand that the database itself is kind of a empanelment or a certification. It is not a training program. It's basically what happens is that you can learn cyber security from any organization that you want to. You gain the skills from any company that you want. And once you have gained those skills required, which is identified by NSD, you come to the foundation and you tell that I would like to get enlisted as a security expert. So what we do in turn is that there is a lab exam after that for eight hours in which we grill down the candidate with a lot of technical challenges in a hands-on scenario in a lab environment. And the person has to really prove his skills. And after the person proves it, there's a testing and based on the valuation and feedback of these tests the empanelment is decided that whether the person should get an empanelment or not if they don't qualify they will have to appear again for one more lab exam or the reason is given out and they don't get into it but once they do then they become part of the database so we'll come back to the NSD and what the future plans are now with the new government laying down the ground rules for digital India and 100 smart cities and so forth they're being very proactive so the need for security in India has never been as high so how does the government propose to leverage an agency like the NSD for this what are some of the challenges that you foresee coming to a very interesting topic like smart cities it is known that there is a huge interest in smart cities especially in india there is also a mandate thing is that the biggest challenge for any smart city is basically how do you make it safe while you use technology to make it smart how do you ensure that hackers don't destroy our smart city completely so safety is a prime concern so today what's happening is how we contributing or how we are working is that there is a strong research currently going on on crime prevention wherein professionals from nsd are researching on the various technological standards by which a smart city can be protected so the point is when you talk about critical infrastructure of a smart city there are many components which can come into play what currently that we are working on is basically that if you design a smart city what are the factors you need to consider like are you located near a sensitive facility what is the crime rate over there what is the design of the city in what way are the buildings designed to prevent crime 
So there is a standard which is currently being developed by NSD and then we are trying to work with the local law enforcement to make sure that crime prevention is actually done by use of environment design and technology. Now, the same way we foresee that, again, there's a huge shortage of manpower. So we foresee a lot of demand in the coming days, but we don't have enough professionals to supply. So there is a strong you know, need right now to create awareness about finding the right professionals. It's a huge challenge. So we don't know how we will cope up with it, but we are trying to do as much as possible to make sure that we are able to identify a lot of people in this area. Now just to extend this a little bit further, for example, the National Cyber Security Policy, which was notified, I think, around the same time as the NSD, the idea of the NSD was put forward. Yeah. And the National Cyber Security Policy said we needed 500,000 professionals in India. Yes. Now that, I think, has gone up to about 800,000, 900,000 professionals. That yes. demand has gone up. Yes. You know, similar to this. What are other challenges that you envisage India is going to face from a security perspective? We spoke about smart cities, we speak about digital India. What are the immediate challenges that the government needs to look at? In fact, this question is difficult to answer in one single context because there are so many challenges that we have to address. So, uh, see again, in India, people don't do things until it is in the policy. So, it's there with many countries also. But then again, most of the organizations, they don't implement a certain security measure unless until it's a policy. But when it comes to manpower, the need of it, I think one of the strongest things that is required right now is actually a policy to have a certain criteria for skilled professionals to handle critical infrastructure. And there has to be a strong policy or a mandate from the government to push skilled workforce right so there has to be a lot of initiative in terms of building capacity so again if you notice in India there is no program in schools or colleges which actually has cyber security as part of the syllabus naturally natively there is a huge need for bodies like CBSE CISE to ICC boards to actually start taking cyber security as part of their syllabus where they train students in schools so this has to go at the school level the colleges have to start offering programs in cyber security as a specialization else the manpower that you're talking about today we require let's say 800,000 people one year down the line you will need even more so this cannot be addressed unless and until there are policies which require the education system to one start programs in cyber security and second there's a lot of incentive on building skill capacity in india coming back to the nsd and we spoke about how nsd has this program now for empaneling security experts in different domains now what is the incentive for the indian security professional to sign up to the nsd number one and number two what is the way forward when he does that People who become part of NSD, there is a concept which is called as cyber tax. Now what happens in this process is that if you are a skilled professional, you can contribute to the country by giving something very precious which is your time. So when professionals become part of NSD database, they pledge some time of their life to contribute in some ways for the national security of the country. For example, let's say that you are skilled in a specific domain like malware analysis. We have a lot of challenges in terms of skilled manpower. So if you are a professional, you are working in a company, what we expect from you is that for some time of your life, let's say that once a month or maybe once in a quarter, you remove a day of your time and you give those hours to us to help us analyze a problem in which you are good at. So this is a cyber tax that you are paying back to the country in terms of your skills. Now what are the incentives? First is that if you are a professional who is contributing to securing the country in any manner possible, it can be as simple as notifying a hack in a website. If you do responsible disclosure, if you are helping solve a cyber crime at the local police station, if you are helping spreading awareness in schools by spending two hours in teaching children about cyber crime, or if you are helping design call awareness campaigns online on social media by spreading it on your social network, even this is contributing to our national security. Then what we do is that we 
provide these individuals with a letter of recognition which says that this individual has contributed to the larger scheme of national security by contributing their time in these activities now this letter becomes a very essential endorsement when you go for jobs in the market these letters really tell what kind of person you are and then it gives you a lot of credibility Second is we have started aligning with a lot of corporate companies to take their requirements and ensure that the priority is given to professionals who are part of the database because they are highly credible. So what we do as an incentive to these professionals is that we offer minimum three corporate interviews to professionals who are interested in jobs. So let's say that you are a cyber security aspirant and you have just got your empanelment. The foundation will actually help you to connect with key corporate companies so that you start giving interviews in the right places. So this is to bridge the gap between finding the right people. So we are trying to help the company. please find the right people by the service the third benefit is there are many projects on which we work and these projects are only open for professionals who are part of the database so you can actually consult you can earn revenue you can actually be a part of a certain project only and only if you are empaneled in nsd these are the various benefits and plus again the biggest incentive and the takeaway is that if you are part of the database you get to network with the best minds in india so if you are a security professional you will actually connect with the people who are at equal or better skills which will help you progress further in the career and again this database is highly regarded in the industry for very sensitive positions any kind of financial remuneration involved see first of all the database is free of cost so there is there is no charge to become empaneled in nsd so coming from the remuneration perspective the foundation provides you these benefits so that you can progress further in the career and then it provides you with a lot of business opportunities also so from a perspective of nsd we don't pay professionals to be a part of the database so i think you know, what you have outlined is a very lucrative Uh, idea in terms of a career progression for a cyber security professional for information security professional so can you say what are the things now there are bound to be a lot of people who are interested in getting empaneled with the nst so what are the things that they can do to prepare themselves for this or to have a chance have a crack at it First of all I would say that the people who aspire to become a part of the database they should adhere to certain ethics there has been lot of cases in India where the testing centers from other organizations had to be banned or closed down because candidates ended up paying some money and they tried passing the examinations if you're not honest to yourself and if you're not honest to your own skills and you lie or you do some kind of unethical practices in gaining a position in the industry you end up jeopardizing a lot that depend on you so one there is a strong need of ethics is there is there a code of ethics or code of conduct that uh, people can have a look at yes so there are code of ethics that nsc follows and then they are strictly adhered to As part of Code of Ethics, there's a program which is strictly followed by the NSE professionals. It's called Clean Exit. Now, in Clean Exit, what happens is that if if you're a professional who is part of NSE and you start getting a job, let's say that you start working for a company, when you exit the company. there are certain code of ethics that you should follow first is you should make sure that you return all the assets that belong to the company you should not take them away unless until you are authorized to do it second is you should never take any information or database outside the company which may harm the company's business interest nse professionals are required to maintain a certain code of ethics under all circumstances even if there is a issue with the company that you may face at a personal level you are required to honor the code of ethics at all times but if you do violate it there are provisions there are very strict in the nsd which will ensure that this professional if he is been notified of unethical behavior by the company and it has been proven that this professional is actually blacklisted in the database and it affects his career to a, to a great extent he will not get a second opportunity in most of the companies in india now just as a follow up to nsd and the empanelment process apart from your lab test and your exam that you mentioned is there any kind of background check on the individual 
So yeah, coming to the background check on the individual as well as on the on the way to prepare for the database. If you are a professional who is applying for NSD, some of the criteria is that first you, you have to be an Indian. Second, you should not have any kind of record in the law enforcement which is detrimental to the interest of the database. Third, you should be honest with your skills. So if you want to be part of the database, you have to ensure that you do a thorough research on the subject that you are trying to get embanded on and you do a complete hands-on practice before you come for the lab exam. So I'll give an example to you. Out of 100 people who apply for the lab exams on a monthly basis, less than 5 people are able to pass it on the first attempt. It's a pure hands-on examination and then you have to be really prepared before you start coming for the examinations. And again, there's another trend that we are pretty worried about is that people want quick results. They just want to do a quick course for a week's time and they want to get empaneled in a certain category, which is not possible. So empanelment is only possible when you have gained a certain amount of expertise in, in a particular domain. We really want that professionals who want to apply for the database, they should study hard, they should do a lot of research. And again, yes, on the background checks, as I said, there is a concept of clean exit which is being used by the foundation. So every professional who applies for it when the person clears the lab exam, only then the verification happens because then when a professional applies for an examination, he has to take an undertaking that he has not been convicted for any crime or he doesn't have any record in the police which can affect his empanelment. And once he clears the lab exam, then these things are cross-checked. And then we also do a reference check wherein we go back to the company. If he is a working professional, we go back to the companies and we check if there are any concerning things that about this person which may be a problem to the program. Any concluding comments, future plans of NSD? What would we have planned in the immediate future? So in the coming days, we actually plan to promote people to start learning ham radio. In the near future, we are trying to give certain incentives to professionals who also learn foreign languages. So if you learn Chinese, if you learn Persian or if you learn some other foreign language which are useful to the country in the future, you will be given a special privilege, a special level in NSD. These are a few immediate plans. But otherwise, we are in the process of developing a special domain for safe cities wherein people or architects or professionals who are in the process of designing these safe cities are able to do it in a safe manner. So there's an empowerment process currently underway wherein professionals who are specialized in crime prevention, in design and understand how cities can be planned out properly are actually recognized and identified in India so that they can start helping the government in planning these safe cities. Thanks for speaking to us, Rajshikar. I was speaking to Rajshikar Murthy, Director of the National Security Database. This is Varun Haran for Information Security Media Group Asia. Thank you for listening.